Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, hey. I'm back. Back again. Uh, I'm not shady, though, so... Don't tell a friend? Don't tell no, a no, friend. No, 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 no. Please tell a friend. We appreciate that. We love all of you out there that have told friends about us, because every now and then... like I, It's always fun when I see, like, oh, so-and-so has liked, you know, the Craft Beer Cast. And I'm like, hey, I recognize that name. I know who that is. And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, they know so-and-so. I bet that's what happened. Maybe. Or maybe it's organic. Either way, thanks for that. Hey, Wells is here, too. Hey, everybody. Hola. Hi, Dr. Nick. Yeah. Anybody do anything exciting? Yes. What'd you do? Oh, God. I can't remember. I think it's the 11th annual out of, festival? out of season barley wine bonanza. So this past Saturday, uh, as as always, organized by Charles Willett. Dude, Ooh. guy knows how to bring one hell of a party. Uh, and we drank barley wine for five hours. Barley wine, wheat wine, it's a little strong warm ale, this, that, and the other. Yeah, hence the out of season right, barley right. No, wine no, bonanza. I, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I got that part. It is a little warm. Uh, it's a lot warm for that. I think it was over 90 outside. And we yeah, were Saturday was brutal. Nice and air conditioned inside. But if you wanted to take a break and step out under the heat, it's. And explode into flames. Yeah, pretty much. Did, you, you notice something, Jeff? Yep. No, no. Okay. And I feel like it's the same thing that we notice every year about this time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hey, look, we know a lot of those same people. I'm even on Facebook. Huh. Interesting so how that works. So I keep remembering and I keep then rem- forgetting. I keep forgetting to tell you guys they all hate you. <laughs> Which, you know, like even that, that tracks. I'd be like, oh, no. You yes. know what? So, Actually, that, that, that makes sense. I get it. But I do feel like weird about like inviting it's not other your party people. It's, it's not, not my your party. party yeah 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 but i also forget to reach out to the party planner and yeah. say hey that's yeah, a real shame because i got all those uh, you know it's nice revolution uh, barrel aged barley wine sitting there you know waiting know. on just and, me i guess and i've got that i did open a mine shaft gap and people mm. were like what the hell is this besides good i'm like i know yeah so if only yeah. i know we we <laughs> miss y'all we just didn't even know it. So, who knows? Maybe 2022. Maybe. Maybe. We're lucky. I know. Well, uh, obviously, it didn't happen last year. What are we like? Right. Su- we're like Susan Lucci at this point. Maybe next year you'll get them. <laughs> right. Next year you'll get them. You'll get a Lifetime Achievement Award once we're done with these. But, yeah, that was uh, some That's really good times. The oldest thing I had was from 1993. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I did get a chance to have... I, I opened... Fresh Omega Point and OG Omega oh, Point. Oh yeah, how's OG other? holding up? Oh man, um, not great. Yeah, that's what I was. Afraid but of. it's also like seven years old at this point. Right. So what do you really want? How I'm just curious. The beer from '93, cardboardy AF or what? Uh, '93. Yeah, it was a sherry festival. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm sorry. It was, I'm, I was, but it was fine. <laughs> like, it was definitely not the worst thing that I had. Wow, that's uh, there impressive. Was, there was a sour wheat wine that Ugh. tasted like a Christmas beer gone horribly wrong. Oof. Um, I mean, I got ginger and clove, and I'm like, this should not be in a wheat wine. Yeah. And the wheat wine shouldn't be sour. It seems like this is a you problem, not a me problem. Yeah. So, right. But. Uh, did have some good stuff from Southern Tier of all places. Uh, a succuba from mm, 2016 yes. was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, it's always um, good. Well, I, mm, the 2013 was okay. All right, fine. But the 16 was like God tier. Yes. Uh, Fremont, yeah. their batch 5000 was a uh, huh. barley Fremont wine. Fremont beer. You know who likes Fremont beer, Josh? All of us. Me. Me. I like Fremont Me? beer. And if anybody out there has a line on any Fremont beer, uh, do send an email to contact at craftbeercast.com. We would love to trade some North Carolina stuff for some Fremont stuff. Meanwhile, and it'll probably be a few weeks from now when he's doing a lot of road traveling, Scott's going to be listening to us and he's going to say, oh, wait, I can get Fremont. And then maybe he'll hook us up with some more. That would be I awesome. Was supposed to, I, and I was supposed to go out there... We, we had kind of planned on getting out there for um, Beercation 2.0, and it just, timing and financials and all that kind of stuff kind of fell apart. And, uh, Why? What, what's what been ha- timing? What's been going on in the world? 
Well, so first off, I don't want to fly in an airplane for a hot minute. Yeah, same. All, all you people need to figure your shit out, okay? Like, I'm sorry, but I am not sorry. You're not trying to catch Delta? I'm not trying to catch American or Delta or anybody else. I don't want to catch fingers in the eyes. I don't want to catch, you know, random a-hole that makes us turn around and fly back an hour into the flight. Like, I don't want any of this. You don't no. want somebody trying to open a door mid-flight no. and having to be duct taped to their like, chair? What, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't get into so, that either. But. You know, between that and, and the schedule, and, and we were we just got back from Indiana, so that was like that was my big thing. And you know, we got up to Indiana, and uh, you know, it was a uh, it, <laughs> it was in typical fashion. I, I went up today saying uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of money this time. Balls. Um, spent lots of money this time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I walked into uh, a 12 pack of Gumball Head. That was two weeks old. Well, yeah, I think you were contractually. I, obligated yeah, I know. To like, I can't. I can't even pass it up. God zombie dust. That was the same same date, more within a day or so. Um, that's all gone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, this is not as good as it used to be. Where did it all go? Oh, I drank it all. I oh, drank it all. Damn. Yeah. Um, I texted Josh. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna say a gumball head. Like, fresh gumball head isn't like the single greatest beer to have while you're grilling, but it's pretty darn good. It, uh, it, it it played real well. Um, that's not just a... It's not that it's a bad beer to be grilling with. I mean, that's a good beer to be enjoying at any occasion. It's just a solid beer. If I lived closer and had a, you know, that type of stuff available to yeah. me, like, there's a reason it's iconic for the area. Yeah. It's I mean, damn good. It's, yeah. It'd be a real... It, it is a real good fridge beer. And, mm-hmm. and what I like... And I don't know, maybe... I feel like either my palate has changed, which is completely possible. Maybe it's just been like destroyed by all the West Coast that I enjoy and then all the hazy shit you guys make me drink. But like it was light. It didn't drink heavy. It wasn't overly hoppy, but the hops were there. It just was just this nice, well-balanced. Like it, was, it honestly was one of my favorite batches that I've had. Sweet. So I say that you guys will get it and be like, this sucks. I hate it. But eh. oh, well. But yeah, uh, just like all kind of fun stuff. Did um, you <clears throat> hit any breweries or was this all just it you was, kind of shopping? We had, sometimes, and this is one of those trips, it's just a short trip. We don't have a whole lot of time. So gotcha. you know, I, I block out kind of like a morning to go shopping and hitting all of the, the liquor stores. And I bought a lot of bourbon. Not a whole lot of it. I got home and I took it out. I'm like, man, I spent a lot of money on this. I don't know how excited I am about all of it now. Yeah. But, you know, you get in that moment, you're in a different market, and it's like, oh, I can't get this. I'm going to grab it. I can't get this. I'm going to grab it. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, look, you could be doing worse than having, you know, two 1.5 liter Buffalo Traces. You yeah, really no could. But at the same well, time, I'm like, eh, I could have stretched my boundaries a little more. I don't know. Eh, what can you do? YOLO. Also that. Did you, you do anything fun, Josh? I did nothing. You didn't do anything? No, I didn't. But you know what happened? What did happen? Uh, Red Truck Brewery out of Fort Collins got acquired by Sweetwater. Okay, so technically they're not out of Fort Collins. They're a Canadian brewery that had a Fort Collins presence. Gotcha. So why does this article with the headline saying Fort Collins Red Truck Brewery? Well, because, because it's clicks. their Fort Collins... Location. Gotta get them clicks. Gotcha. But, so anyway, uh, Sweetwater, based out of Georgia, is is now moving west. You know, no surprise that they're settling into Colorado. Nope. Colorado being a legal state yeah. for cannabis stuff. Uh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater doesn't like cannabis at all. No. No. I mean, they weren't barking up the cannabis tree before they were acquired by a cannabis manufacturer. Yeah. And I was about to say, don't forget that that happened too. So yeah, moving out to a legal state makes 1000% sense for them. And now I'm sitting here like, I really want to have one of the cannabis beers that I'm sure they're going to be coming out with in Colorado. Like, not beers, but maybe just like... See like a THC seltzer or something like, I don't know. You, you know I what's coming. You. Well, I, hate I mean, you so much. It, as much as they've done with that hop hash series and the G strains, they gonna make a weed beer. Uh, all the all the terpenes and everything yeah, that they've done. They gonna make a weed beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it's. I mean, I understand why it's taking them this long. They're brewing in 
a state where marijuana is illegal, but <laughs> guess what? It's over now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So uh, logistical question. Yes. For their Georgia facility, it's illegal to produce it there, mm-hmm. but can they sell it if it's made in Colorado? No. Because it's I mean, still legal. Yeah. Okay. THC is still illegal in okay. the state of Georgia. That's what I, that made sense in my head, yeah. but for some reason, my brain was not connecting the dots, and so I needed you to, just had to hear I it. needed to say it out loud. Yeah, you're right. You got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, remember the Seltzerpocalypse? Oh, God. The that, one that we did? Yeah. It seems like just yesterday. And we swore we'd never do it again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we're not going to do it again, but... Are are we? You sure? Did you already wipe them out? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, okay. sent, I sent him the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Molson Coors is shutting down their Coors Light seltzer. Yeah, I saw that. That's kind of weird, right? I mean, yeah, I they just kind of like announced to their wholesalers, hey, we're just not going to make this anymore. Yeah, sell through your stock, and when it's gone, it's gone. Which makes me wonder, is it, were they too late? You know, not that they're going to tell their anybody this, but I mean, it makes me wonder, you know, are they, were, were they too late to market and everybody else had kind of already been there and it's hard to get a foothold in? Well. Or does nobody want a Coors seltzer. Well, I was going to say, so they're still going to be making seltzers because in this article it even says they want to focus more on the Tapo Chico seltzer and their other one that they put chemicals in. What is it called? Oh, Vizzy. Uh, Vizzy, yeah. yeah. So they don't want to cannibalize their brands, brands that are doing well. It's just that the Coors Light seltzer brand itself isn't doing well, which shocks me. I mean, when I think of quality fizzy water I, I think of Coors Light. Right? No. no. At the same time, though, like, I won't be surprised when we start getting, you know, Topo Chico hard seltzer brought to you by Molson Coors. Like, where is that stuff, by the way? Have you seen it, Wells? I haven't yet. Not in North Carolina. They're doing, like, a slow rollout. Okay. Um, I am weirdly interested in this. I have been you on You and I both as, are. Which is why I'm saying, like, I think we should do, like, one last... I don't, okay, look. One I don't, last go. I don't ever want to do a whole seltzer show again. No, but never again. Much like we had that one, well, carbonated fruit juice one, <laughs> you know, a couple shows back. Like, I'm not opposed to having one on every once in a while if there's a compelling reason to do it. And I'm looking at you both in the eyes saying, compelling reason. Topo Chico's really fucking I, good. No, no. I, and I know you being like a big, you know, big time Topo Chico fan, like, I get it. But I mean, honestly, I'll buy it first and say yes or no. Like, this is compelling and interesting enough to bring on the show. No, screw that. Ride or die, baby. In and of itself, it's compelling enough. Buy it first and set one aside. Like, I want to have this on the show, period. I don't care if it sucks. Bring it. Bring it. Uh, The other... I don't know. It's been a couple episodes back. We talked about how... A lot of hops being grown in the U.S. And then we had a heat wave. And that's probably going to stop a lot of production on those hops. Cause I thought it was COVID that shut everything down. We've got, got a shortage because it got hot. Everything sucks right now. You can't get anything. Everything costs too much. So even though, I mean, I, I did bring this up on that show during that episode, but he had found an article that, that backed up my assertion that, yes, a record yield was put in the ground at the beginning of the season um like they were expecting record yield at the end of the season of course things just went wrong um you're talking a heat wave in the pacific northwest uh temperatures that are not very conducive to hop growing they need certain very specific conditions which makes the pacific northwest ideal for growing hops but you know hey thanks global warming uh, we, I mean, I mean, we'll see what this looks like, but overall expect lower yields. And because of how niche some of the smaller varieties are, you know, only certain farms having the rights to grow certain strains, you're looking at, I mean, and I'm, I'm really selfishly wondering about like brew one, sure, which is one of my favorite uh, hop varieties that 
you know, I discovered in the last year. Yeah. What if the farm that Brew One hops are grown at suffers catastrophic loss, and I don't get any Brew One hop beers next year? I would be pissed. On a somewhat related note, have you seen the pictures of the uh, almond farms in California? There's these satellite pictures where they they basically been going and ripping up all the trees because of the drought, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. can't afford, they just like ripping all the trees out. Wow, like that's that's harsh. So, but that's fair. Mm-hmm. Most most of the almonds that the United States goes through, and I'm talking like over ninety percent, come from California. But almonds are one of the most water. Like they need the most water in terms sure. of agriculture. So. Yeah, I, I hear that's the new thing to be upset about is almond milk. You know, like forget you know cow milk's bad because you know the methane and all that, but almond milk's bad because of the water. And I'm like, okay, I'm not drinking oat milk. That stuff's gross. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> it is super gross. Where does almond milk come from? I've eaten almonds before. I've never seen almond titties. There's a, there, I would say there's a little nipple there. Yeah, on the you, end if you if you yeah, like you just you, express it just right. Is that why I love having almonds in my mouth so much? That's right. That's why you're used to having almonds in your mouth. Okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> in news that I thought was kind of, unless you have nope. anything else. Okay. No, no, I think we're oh, moving no, on. I think we're done there. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> um, I guess before I even get into the story, I have a question for you, Wells. Yo. In the craft beer, craft beer world, how common are unions? Not. Okay. Because Great Lakes apparently is trying to unionize, which... Hey, more power to them. I guess I just am surprised that there isn't a lot of them just because it's, you know, quote unquote trade work. And there seems to be like plumbers and electricians, all those, you know, they all have unions. So, yeah. And and this is, you know, production workers are signing union cards with United Steelworkers Union Hall. Huh. So this isn't like a a beer production. Right specific union this is like united steelworkers but if you're a production worker at a brewery you're working with steel all the time so i guess still counts um that's that's rather uncommon i mean it's about as uncommon as employee owned breweries you know Mm -hmm. um and we've you know talked a lot about on the show and you know it's gonna come up either this episode or next about uh, breweries really struggling to fill like production slots. Like there's pay has been an issue in every craft beer <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. I was going to say, because I, I don't know that a lot of people do or do not realize this. You work at a brewery, you ain't making a whole lot of money, at least especially the first couple of years. But you're not making a whole lot of money, but you're doing a lot of grunt work. Yeah. Um, I worked for a brewery that refused to pay me uh, more than $9 an hour. And that was because the brewery owner was so sure that he could get away with paying me $8 an hour. Like $10 was out. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to quit. He's like, that's fine. We've got enough other people that want to, you know, take your job okay that's fine good luck with the quality of people that are going to be willing to work for nine dollars an hour yeah and two months later you know i get an email hey could you come back to work for us i'm like sure man i'd love to how's that ten dollars an hour sound and he's like no it's still going to be nine i'm like well good luck with that yeah yep so remember when you said you could replace me for cheap yeah go for it yeah you got cheap people in fact i'll make it even easier for you i'll give you another dollar Yep. Let's make it $11. How about that? Right. Yeah. Like, of course, I know this was some time ago, but you hate to know what my teenager's making right now. Slinging, oh. Slinging tires. Oh, I know. And meanwhile, I was brewing beer. Like, I, they just wanted me as the assistant brewer officially. Okay. So, so let me ask a question here. And I don't know that there's necessarily a black and white answer, but kind of to your point, some, some part of me wonders how much upper ownership whatever you're at, at a brewery would look down on i don't say look down but, but like would try to skate by the cheapest way possible because you get to work at the brewery that worked for i'd say the first 
seven years in and, Charlotte. And if you don't mind me asking, how old were you at the time? I was in my twenties. Okay, so in your early twenties, that 20s, was an old Mecklenburg time ago. No, no, no. I get it, but but when you're you know in your twenties and haven't really settled down and all that, like you're probably more willing to take those kind of leaps. Yep. Than you are. I was married and I had a wife that earned more than I could, and it was I could afford to do that right. for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, I couldn't afford to do that long term. You know, you you hope you put in a good year. And somebody can afford to pay you, I don't know, $10 an hour would be awesome. Um, yes. So, it's for a while, there were so many places that could hire at, at bottom-of-the-barrel rates. And we've seen, thankfully, in, in the last couple of years, a real push for breweries to pay their employees what they're actually worth. And we've seen those breweries, it's no accident that the ones that have said, we're going to pay our employees a decent wage, a living wage or better, um, they're having, they're thriving. And I don't think it's, they're thriving so they pay their employees a living wage. I think they pay their employees a living wage and they thrive because you hire better people, you get better production out of those people, you get better beer. If you're only willing to pay, I mean, I remember unknown within the last six months trying to pay somebody $12 an hour to brew beer, and and they weren't able to fill that position for long. They hired a couple people. That didn't work out. Surprise, surprise. Then you've got an open letter. Oh, no, there wasn't. Well, no, then they closed. Finally made good on his word. I guess. I mean, you got to spend money to make money, and and you do, you absolutely do, and you I, know, I regard- personally, if I was a business owner, I'm not gonna. I could pay somebody ten dollars an hour to work for me, but I'm gonna really question what the hell are your motivations for working for like rock bottom prices? Yeah, absolutely, and you know, regardless of your feelings on you unionization and unions and all that stuff to begin with. This is a neat concept. Uh, I'm curious to see if it goes through or not. And if well, it's gone through, I mean, they, oh, they, they did they, union signed. Okay, yeah, okay. So, I'd they, like to see this more. Now, I've never worked for a union. Uh, I've professionally only worked in uh, North Carolina, so that's a, a little bit not not a very union friendly state. Right. So, since I don't have any personal union ties. I don't, I don't have very much of an opinion about it. Uh, if anybody would like to share their opinion with me, hit me up on Twitter at all the wells. Or like if, if you work in an industry where, you know, you have some stories to share with us, hit us up at contact, contact at craftbeercast.com. I'm very curious because same. I, I mean, the industry that Jeff and I work in is kind of unionized, but it's parts of it are. It's way more unionized to the guys out in the field than it is for the office workers. So. I mean, ain't that the way it is in general? Right. As I say, I mean, it's, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Correct. All right. Uh, last but not least. Yes. Babylon B. Are you guys familiar with the Babylon B? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just threw this story because in some, because some people really are not familiar with Babylon yeah. B. So, so I saw this and I'm like, oh God, does Josh know? Oh yeah. Please tell me Josh knows. Oh yeah. No, I know. That the Babylon B is basically like the onion. It is a satire site. And I thought, okay, well, maybe Josh knows and Wells doesn't know, but surely Wells does. Yeah, I know. No, uh, it, it's been a while ago. <laughs> one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the guys that started this site was on the podcast talking about it. And oh, that's, wow. That's how I found out about it, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. I'm like, the site's amazing. Yep. It, yeah. So, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, it's, you know, they, they have some real big hits. Yeah. There's some real good ones there. It's like The Onion. A lot of good stuff, and then there's some filler in there. So I found this one relative to our interest, and in the story goes, strong link found between enjoying IPAs and eating soap as a child. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually makes a lot of sense. It really does. When I, you stop and think I about unfortunately it. did eat a lot of soap as a child. Well, the best kind of satire is the stuff that's so close to being actually true that you have to sit there and stare at it for a second and wonder, is this, is this real? Yeah, and, and this, I, of course, like always, 
and us kind of reading the article isn't going to do it justice. So go out to crappiercast.com, read the show notes. This article will be posted in there. Yeah, there will be a link on the website, crappiercast.com. You know, and you'll see links on the Facebook and uh, also uh, at our patreon.com slash crappiercast. Like my favorite line in this is nearly five, 95% of adults who claimed to very much enjoy the taste of an IPA had their mouths washed out with soap at least once a week during childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Which tracks. I well, mean, it depends. If you're getting that IPA soap, I mean, you know. Like. And, then, and then the remaining 5% were kids who just liked eating soap. <laughs> I had a, a period of time, I think I was seven, where I was a royal potty mouth. And my parents would just just make me hold a bar of soap in my mouth, except I learned how to like keep my tongue away from it so I wouldn't taste soap. Right. Well, they figured out what the hell I was doing that I wasn't learning my lesson because I still was cussing up a streak. And uh, it took one one squirt of liquid soap in my mouth, <laughs> and I did not cuss in front of my parents until I moved out of the house at 18. And I, like, I like the qualification there, in front of my parents. In front of I mean, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that was a non-starter. I don't know if you've ever had... If you've ever had liquid soap in your mouth before, uh-huh. you will learn... So many lessons. Like, well, how did my life get to this point? How many times? Let's face it. Even <laughs> as adults, where it it happens by accident, like you're trying to clean out a beer glass, you don't rinse it all the way. It's happened to me at least once or twice. I put a little drop of Dawn. I run the water. What do you mean you don't rinse hey, a beer well, glass out of the way? How often does it happen to you when you're just like you know in the shower washing your face? You crank your head back and and you're just soaping everywhere, and it just soap just comes right out of your mouth because you love it that way, like Josh does. Uh huh. What? Yeah, I yeah. mean that'll happen. Bef- like I, I think that it's a little yeah. bit more rinse. All right, out than look, rinse. Some- oh, okay. So see, Josh wouldn't know this. So when you're in the shower and you're shampooing your hair yeah, uh-huh. on the top of your head, yeah, you're supposed yes, to keep so your mouth much. shut. During yeah, that. normally I, I keep my mouth shut. I mean, when I shampoo my beard, it does happen occasionally. <laughs> Get some soap <sighs> in the mouth. I feel like. It's, it's happened like twice my entire life. But come on, but it's boy, happened. you remember those two times, uh-huh. don't you? Yeah. And just why that Babylon B article is like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yep. Hey, y'all, watch this. Uh, Any other thoughts? We ready for break? (laughs) Break it off. All right. We'll be back in 30. City of Compton. Time for buy no buy. Well, how does that work? Buy no buy. So we've been drinking beer uh, throughout the recording of the show, and we're going to let you know what we think of it in the simplest terms possible. Would we buy it, or would we not buy it? First beer up, Jeff. Uh, first beer up. One I brought back from Indiana because you know, Upland. Mm-hmm. Love me some Upland. Um, and, and this is a beer that uh, Amy and I especially used to drink the hell out of way back in the day, and I. I bought a six-pack for us, and then I was looking on the sheet, and I realized we've never had this on the show. So I thought, well, I would share it with you boys. And uh, so this is Upland's Wheat Ale, um, you know, your standard wit beer, orange zest, coriander. Um, it's, it's, it's fairly coriander forward, uh, but it's nice, and it's light, and it's refreshing. Uh, I don't want tons of these, but I will probably buy this in the summers when I go back. Wells. Super light. Definitely coriander forward. It's it's good for a wit, but I'm I don't, I'm not really messing with this particular one. This is a little too. I I like wits with just a, a teeny bit more body to it, and. This just seemed like a, a hazy coriander water. So for that, I'm not going to buy it. Josh. Yeah, <clears throat> you're right on the sense that the, <clears throat> I can't talk that this is really thin and a little watery, but I didn't find it like atrocious. Now, is this a boulevard wheat? Hell no. But and it's so weird. <clears throat> I don't know. 
maybe it's a Midwest thing because all the fucking wheat's there. That this style, I, and I know whip beer is a whip beer. I get that, but like this particular style seems to be a very Midwestern thing to begin with. And because like when I first moved here, I didn't see you know Triple C or some of those places right. having a whip beer. And Birdsong would do a wit, uh, but do that do time. time. Which, but even that had a little bit more uh, presence to it than this. So, so yeah. I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I'll also argue that doing time, saying doing time is a wit beer is like saying jalapeno pale ale is a pale ale. It is, but it also kind of is its own category. Like you're not going to have a whole bunch of wit beers and then have doing time in there and everybody be like, oh, yes, these are all, you know, the same kind of beer. Like, it's just, it's different. Not in a bad way. It's, you know, it's yeah. good in its own way. Yeah, you know, yes. Just, totally. Uh, so, with all of that being said, I, I don't think I could buy this. I'd, I'd much rather have a Boulevard Wheat. Yeah. It, it's, this is one of those, and probably like it is for you with Boulevard Wheat, this is one that we drank a lot in college. Mm-hmm. This is one that we drank a lot after college, you know. So, it's got a, a, that kind of, like, emotional. Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, totally um, get it. Memory tie that. Yeah. And the wife likes it. She oh, gets yeah. tired of me having nothing but, you know, hoppy stuff in the house. So yeah. she likes it, you know. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, uh, my buddy Steve gave me a can of Sloop Brewing's Super Soft. Uh, I want to say these guys are out of... Is it spelled S-W-A-F-T? Soft. No, it's S-O-F-T. Damn it. Super Soft. Um, so this is an IPA with no boil hops. So it's all post all whirlpool. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's fine. And the sad part is it tastes a lot like a lot of other, the style IPA. So um, it's fine. Uh, it's not bad, uh, but I'm probably not buying this one. Wells? Yeah. What Jeff said, it's fine. It's not bad, but I'm not going to buy it. If somebody were to leave a couple cans of this in my fridge, you know, I could make those cans disappear, but am I going out and spending my money on this? No. Josh. Yeah, sadly, very, very forgettable. No buy. Yeah. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from um, Free Range here in town. It's the Tazawala Hazy IPA um, with like a mango kind of vibe thing going on. Um, or with actual mango. Okay, it says something about... Dry, oh, it's got dried mango in it. Um, yeah, you know, this is okay. Um, maybe I'm used to having a little something else in my beers than mango. This one just... I'm kind of where you guys were in the last one. I'm just like, yeah, it's there. It's okay. I mean, I'd drink it if I had it, but I'm not, I'm not going to buy it, I don't think. Wells? So I'm on the cusp of a no-buy because this thing has like just enough mango to say that it has mango, but it's also not like a mango hazy IPA. Uh, It's to the point that maybe I didn't, I don't know. Uh, It almost has like a soapiness to it. Which you would like because it's an IPA that has that <laughs> soap. <laughs> I, maybe I just ate enough soap as a kid. Um, I'm going to give this one a buy, but it's it's squeaking in. Josh, what do you think of this? Wow, I really thought you were going no buy there. I actually coded you as such. Well, I said I'm on the verge of no buy. I know, and I thought you were going to talk yourself into it. Of like, nah, this isn't really that good. Nope. It's it's a bummer too because. I hate to say it, free range has been really hit or miss for me. That's kind of where I'm at. And that's, like, that's, that's a bummer because, I mean, we all remember yeah. that black and blue that they had this crazy, amazing beer. And we're all like, oh, yeah. That was like five years ago. I know. But have I you also, really been disappointed for the last five years? No, 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 no. But I mean, like, you know, like the strawberry one from a couple shows ago, the malt liquor. I mean, they've had a lot of yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, the was great. And then they've had a lot of really messed stuff that I'm, I'm with Josh. It's not that, like, I don't think it's all bad by any stretch. It's just they don't all hit. For yeah. Or, or maybe I'm 
bringing the wrong stuff. I don't know. Bringing the wrong stuff, stuff that doesn't sync up for you guys, because it's very possible. But I mean, I and I hate to say it, but it's one of those places where, unless you or him would tell me you need to try this beer, I'm not going to buy anything from them. Okay. Because it's just, it's been our our next field trip out into Charlotte. I will make sure to take you to Free Range. Okay. That's all. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you've changed my mind about Fontaflora, so... Oh, yeah, they fuck. Yeah. But their beer got better, too. Yeah. It really did. So... It really did. Potato, um, potato. Josh? Yeah, I'm not buying this. Okay. All next right, beer uh, next beer up. Um, again, walking around my old hometown, going into the liquor stores, looking at all the beer, kind of getting either overwhelmed or nonplussed altogether. And then I see uh, Revolution pint cans, and I'm like, oh, oh, what's this? And I look at it, oh, DDH Brunch Hero. I remember Jason saying something about that. He was excited, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I get it, and I get a four-pack, and um, take them back to the house, and refrigerate them, pour one, and um, I really like this beer. So this is their Double Dry Hop Brunch Hero it's an IPA with blood oranges, like 6.8%. Um, man, I, I don't know if it's the citrus bitter bite of the blood orange that, that rounds out this hazy for me, but I really just enjoy the hell out of this beer. And not just because it's a revolution can. I was about to say. Is it, uh, I, was, I was actually going to offer to go last and let you guys trash on it that way, you know, whatever. But I, I, I don't care. I like it that much. Wells. Wells. Blood orange is a weird thing for me. Uh, when I have blood orange and beard, uh, unfortunately too much, it tastes like, oh, they just got like the prepackaged blood orange extract and they're dumping this in there. Uh, this tastes like they're using that product, but it's not enough to, like, it hasn't crossed the line for me that I think it's garbage extract. I think... I guarantee no actual blood oranges were brought into uh, the brew house for this beer, but it's still kind of good. Um, refreshing enough, blood oranges present enough, um, and I think it's saving graces. It was a good beer that happened to have some blood orange in it, mm-hmm. rather than it's like an IPA with blood orange rather than a blood orange IPA. If, if they had turned the blood orange up in this, I'd hate it. And the fact that it's kind of playing second fiddle to an otherwise clean IPA, I'm a buy. Josh. Man, that's twice you've... I really thought you were going to no buy something, and I coded you as such. It's fine. It's just that's, like... That's what you get for trying to read my brain, my dude. I know, I know. Um, no, I, I am right there with you, though, Wells, on the... and How... Often have we had blood orange beers and they are just been trash. Like either the beer itself, the the base beer sucked and you could tell, or the blood orange was basically non present. Yeah, there's always something wrong with it. I'm looking at you, the big O. This, I'll aim at that one real quick. I hate it. This has got enough blood orange, but it's not overly present. It's got that nice citrus bite on the back end. Like I almost feel like I just licked the rind of a citrus somehow like kind of coating my tongue which is not a bad bad thing at all um i am surprised to hear you say you don't think they used real oranges you don't think they did very curious no i mean a lot of a lot of times when i get blood orange like it's the same i know this is gonna sound just really weird but you can I can tell when somebody uses like actual fresh fruit mm-hmm. um, versus when they just shipped in like a, An a, extract, a pre-packaged yeah. product. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine there's a difference between we're making a small batch for the brewery and we're going to use the real fruit, but then to make anything, anything packaged. Yeah. At scale. I mean, like, uh, you know, sitting there with, with Ben at divine barrel a couple weekends ago, Zesting and juicing beer for a small batch mm-hmm. was 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 fun, but only because it was a very small amount. And the amount that they actually have to do to make their regular production batch of zest intentions, which 
isn't even the kind of thing that they're shipping, you know, within their entire distribution footprint like Revolution is. I, I'm with you, Wells. Like, I, but I don't. Ha- I'm with you too on both sides. Like, I, I won't be surprised if this is extract, but I'm also not mad because it worked out. Yeah. So many times, extract just tastes like crap. Yeah. Yes. But this one's uh, okay. So, with all that being said, yes, I would actually buy this beer. Uh, Smart. This is probably one of the first blood orange beers that I have had that I'm actually like. This is good. Yeah, the, the real question is going to be whether Chris hears this episode and hits me up before I drink my last can, or if I'll drink it before. I may go home and drink it tonight. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, just drink it down. <laughs> Next beer up. So, you know, again, like the funny thing about going into a, a different market is you see all kind of fun stuff. Um, they had, I, I, I saw like pallets and cases between all the different stores I went to, not all at one, but uh, of um, Pseudo Sue. Uh, no, no, no. Um, Shit, what's the Imperial Sioux? King Sioux? King Sioux. Okay. And every place I went, I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah, this is good. I'm going to grab some of this. Every one of them I picked up was like four months old. Pissed me off. Wow. Yeah. That's a bummer. Womp womp. So I'm like, well, but there's these other toppling Goliath cans. And so I, I randomly pick one of those packs up. And, and sure enough, uh, I can't read this label. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, I like how they do theirs. It says uh, package 616, so this is like a month old, Best Buy 1014. Uh, so four months is what they think is okay, which, you know, I mean, you can get IPAs four months old yeah. that aren't terrible. Yeah, yeah, especially for this one. So so at any rate, this is Toppling Goliath's Pompeii Beach. Um, this is an IPA with pineapple and mango, which um, I guess Pompeii IPA is an existing IPA that they do. And then for this one, they added extra pineapple and mango. Which, to me, um, this tastes like they have pineapple and mango juice and tossed a little IPA in it. Um, but it's really good. <laughs> I, You know, it's that weird kind of like, I don't know if this is even still beer anymore, but I really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd buy this again. Wells? On the subject of fruit juice. Oh, I mean, this is this is pineapple juice. This isn't like... A pineapple extract. This is pineapple juice. Um, I love this. This was this was really tasty. I thought I liked the one before it just a little bit more. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, no, this this surprised me. I mean, in terms of pineapple, like this is a complete summer crusher. I I could really do some good damage with this. Yeah. I feel like it drinks a little heavy because it's... But so does pineapple. Exactly. I mean, it's like if you've ever drank a pint of pineapple juice, like, you're going to feel it. You're not going to just keep crushing pints of pineapple juice. Totally. It's, it sits in the belly. It does. Josh? Which, yeah, I guess that's my problem with this. Um, I'm not a big fan of pineapple juice. I don't mind raw pineapple. Sure. Like, I can eat that all day long. I'm not a big fan of its juice, and this basically is pineapple juice with some... A little bit of mango. A little bit of mango. <laughs> it's a MyPA. Yeah. Um, it did not work for me, and I'm surprised that it didn't, but yeah, it just... I tried it twice thinking, eh, maybe I was crazy the first time. No, it just doesn't work, so yep. no buy. That's all good. Final beer up. Final beer up from Resident Culture. Juice runs the game. A double IPA. Um... It is definitely juice. Uh, hazy double IPA with Nelson, Moduica, Strata, Galaxy, Citra, Talus, Enigma, and Vic Secret. All the hops. All the hops. This can brings all the hops to the yard, and they're like, drink some juice. Um, it's, <laughs> it is a kind of a, a palate hit after the last two, which were very fruity, very sweet. And then this one brings the bitter boy back. Uh, but it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, <gasps> I know, right? Um, I would definitely buy this. I don't know that I'm buying a four pack of it, but um, if I was out and I saw this, I would buy it. So buy for me. Wells? I um, stopped off at Resident Culture yesterday just to grab a couple of beers with some friends. I had one of these on draft. Typically, I'm a, uh, you know, I like to kind of bounce around and then take home my favorite. 
you know, if, if it's available. Um, and, and then you have beer too, right? Sure. We're getting my Sunday afternoons and my Friday nights confused. Okay. Sunday, Friday. Um, so this one, I had a pint of it. They're like, oh, do you want a nine ounce or a pint? I'm like, well, I'm not scared. Let's do a pint. And then I had a second one, and then I took home a four-pack. So uh, if that's not a buy, then I don't know what is. You can code that one, Josh. Okay. I, I really enjoy this. This is a Hop Central. It's a tremendously juicy IPA without having any actual fruit juice in it. Um, yeah. For real. Yeah. It, it, it real good. It resident culture. Josh? Josh, what do you think? Uh, so I have a question to ask you. Yo. Was it the child chit show when you went that time compared to when we went last time? <sighs> I got, I guess I got lucky because it had rained earlier and it was going to rain later. So I only saw two kids. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not trying to sound like a monster, but the last time Wells and I went, there it, was... It was horrible. There were fucking kids everywhere one of them was screaming and running back and forth and i'm just and that's not to say that we hate kids i mean you have a kid yeah it's this weird i and and i don't know i may be off base on this you guys can calm me down if you need to but i i feel like especially here in charlotte there's so much apartment housing compact you know like apartments and townhomes yep people that don't have like a place to kind of stretch out and relax and especially after COVID, everybody's sick and tired of seeing their walls. And so that becomes the, like, that's their escape. Oh, yeah, and, like, totally. I, I, I totally get it. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be allowed and whatever. But, like, if you're, you know, if you're going to take your dogs to the brewery, I have the same request that I would if you have children. Like, Put just a keep on. Under, well, <laughs> look, I don't mind you having your dog there until it starts humping my leg. Same yeah. thing with your kid. Like, just keep them under control. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. I'm a parent. I got two kids. And whenever we went out anywhere, like, we did not tolerate our kids making a scene. Yeah. I think that is something you can and should teach. No, but people just don't have fucking common deeds. Certain anymore. breweries were shit shows pre-COVID. And it's no surprise to find that those same breweries can still be shit shows presently. All right. All right. So sorry about that weird tirade. I just, yeah, it was curious. I had to know beer wise. This is fucking fantastic. It's an RC beer. I mean, very rarely do they let me down no matter what their style of beer is. Um, yeah, I'd absolutely buy this one. Well, it's time for I'd tap that. How does that work? Well, we've been drinking beer on the show. We've just been talking to you about all the beer we've had on the show. And now it's time for us to choose which beer we'd tap. What's the one that we want on our actual or imaginative home kegerator? Jeff, start us off. Um, I, you know, I'm half tempted to say the Pompeii Beach from Toppling Goliath because just uh, unlike Josh, I love pineapple juice. Um, but it again, it does it sits heavy. Whereas that Brunch Hero, I just I really love that citrus in there, and I'm a sucker for citrus. So uh, for me, it's the Brunch Hero. Mr. Wales? Uh, it's going to be the resident culture. Big shock. Uh, I know. The <laughs> Topping Goliath was super tasty, and I enjoyed the pineapple, but I could just see that weighing on me. I feel like it would get old after a while. Like, I got a four-pack, and one of them came here, and I'll share one with somebody else. So, you know, going through two cans of this, like, won't be a struggle. If I had, like, a six-pack of those pint cans, I might be regretting it. Meanwhile, in the last 48 hours, I've had two draft pints of this a can last night the can today uh and this has not gotten old for me yet oh yeah um for sure so yeah josh what do you think definitely has to be that resident culture i mean i don't get me wrong that rev is up there and that was really good um but i also know how much a keg of that would cost me number one and it actually wasn't that how, bad. I mean, okay, it's got the name? black can, but it's not it's not barrel aged or anything. I think this would be like a regular hazy IPA. You know, it's not still not going to be cheap, cheap. Right. But well, know. and I was going to say too. The other thing is the fact that the RC one is what two uh, ten blocks away from the house, something right, like that. Right. Easily get that versus for sure. The, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're yeah. at the end of the show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So come check us out on the uh, interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Um, 
find our old episodes or you can go to facebook.com slash craft beer cast we're on spotify google play uh we've got an rss feed off the off the the website if you want to use your own podcast catcher i'm catcher um patreon if you want to support us that way or send us beer if you got beer in your market and you want us to try and have on the show uh we're happy to do it we'll be honest contact at crapbeercast.com or you know you can slide in the josh's dms at cbcast on the twitters craftbeercast cbcast wells where can they find you uh you can find me on instagram and twitter handles the same at all the wells josh where are you you can find me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, even if you don't use iTunes, it just helps because I think that's like the only one that does ratings. I don't even think Spotify does. Do they? Probably. What's Spotify? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... We're there. Yeah, we're there. And I hate that app so much. So, so much. So much. Uh, don't forget about our sub- subreddit, slash r slash crapbeercast. Uh, post we stories. subreddit? Yeah, we do. That... It's I joined it. I know you did. I saw. I haven't submit. Should I submit all my articles in there just so we no. have? Okay. I mean, I guess if you want to, you can. I can karma whore. Yeah. Woo. If you want to karma whore, go for it. I'll give you the upvotes. Uh, but yeah, you can post new news stories in there. Uh, basically, I think between Wells and I, Wells really, since COVID, has kind of taken over the news because half the stories he finds, I find, but he finds them faster. So. Oh, poor Josh. Nah, it's okay. I would say maybe I'm just premature. You are. That's what she said. Damn it! Now I have so many titles ideas, and I'll come up with the most. Du- right there. I have so many title ideas. And, and I'll come up with the dumbest one out of all of them. You always do. I know. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys next Thursday.